Hello and welcome to Walk by Faith with Diana. I'm Diana Abercrombie and I'm so excited that you're here. I can't wait to see where God takes us on this journey. My goal for this podcast is to dig into God's Word, allow the Holy Spirit to speak to us, and teach us how to apply His Word to our lives, and then turn around and help others in their faith walk. You know, Jesus said in Matthew 4.4, It is written that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. I don't think we can live it if we don't know it. I want us to dig into God's Word, pick the Scripture apart, and allow the Holy Spirit to teach us how to apply it in our lives. Again, thank you so much for being here with me. Let's start walking, shall we? another podcast episode of Walk by Faith with Diana. Today we are going to be in 1 Kings chapter 17 and we're going to be talking about Elijah. Now Elijah of course is a very well-known prophet of the Old Testament. Uh, There's so many nuggets in his life though that we can draw from. I call them little truth nuggets but they're just really examples of how he obeyed the Lord and how God provided for him and I just love that. So um, we're going to talk today about a few verses in chapter 7 chapter 17 in first Kings. And I'm not sure exactly how far we'll go, but we're definitely going to have a good time in the word of the Lord today. Uh, Before we get started, I want us to pray, uh, invite the Holy Spirit to come in and to give us ears to hear, eyes to see, and a heart to receive what he has for us in his word today. I want us to be thinking about the courage and the strength that it took for Elijah to do what he did that day um, and how interesting it is um, that that the message was that there would be no rain because of just who Baal was. So let's go to the Lord in prayer um, and ask the Lord to be right here with us as we study um, and then we'll get started. Lord, I come to you today very excited about this passage, Lord. I love your word and I love to study it and I love it, Holy Spirit, when you show me things in it that I can use in my life today. I firmly believe, oh God, that we are to live the word of God and that we can't live it if we don't know it and we can't know it if we don't study it. And you, Holy Spirit, wrote the book and you want us to know. I'm grateful. I'm so grateful because without you, Holy Spirit, I could never understand. I could never see. Without you illuminating the the truths of your word, I would not be able to see them, and I know that it can only be from you. I'm grateful. I pray for each person who's listening today. I know you know where they are. I know that you know what courage they need to walk through whatever it is that they're walking through, what courage they need to stand up in whatever situation it is that they need to stand up in, the courage that they need to speak, whatever the word is that you are giving them to speak. Holy Spirit, I ask you to touch them. Draw their attention now to you. Remove the distractions, Holy Spirit, I pray. Thank you for being right here in our midst. We praise you and we thank you. We invite you to show us and to teach us. Thank you again for your word and the truth that it provides. Help us, I pray, as we study Elijah today, 
Show us what you'd have us see. Help us, I pray, to learn and then to be able to apply it to our lives. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Let's start reading in 1 Kings chapter 17. Now Elijah the Tishbite, who was of the settlers of Gilead, said to Ahab, I want to stop there for a second because I do want to bring out a few things before we dig too deeply into this. Um, Elijah had not been on the scene, had not, we don't hear or read anything about Elijah really until this chapter. And the Lord chose this particular time to bring Elijah the prophet to Ahab to speak to him. And any time God allows us to go into a situation and speak his word, we can only do that through the Lord Jesus Christ, through the Holy Spirit who gives us the words to say. This was a big deal because Elijah was coming into this situation. None of the kings um, or very few of the kings had been faithful kings. They had been wicked. They had been leading the people into worshiping pagan gods. In fact, Ahab kind of followed in the footsteps of King Jeroboam, and King Jeroboam was instrumental in leading the people to idolatry and worshiping um, idols and different gods. And Ahab himself was a Baal worshiper, the god of Baal, um, who was known as the god of plentiful harvest and of rain. So Baal was supposed to be the God who um, brought the rain and brought all the wonderful harvest that the children of Israel would be enjoying at this time. So it's very interesting that Elijah um, was brought onto, onto the scene by God at this time to speak to Ahab, who was worshiping um, Baal, the God of rains and um, plentiful harvest, or the one who was known for that. We know that the only God is our God, um, Jehovah God. We know that. But in reading this, that's who they were worshiping. And I love in verse seven, in in chapter seventeen, verse one, it says, "Now Elijah the Tishbite." Now we can gloss over that, and we can just read it as if it's just now Elijah the Tishbite. We can read it that way, or we can understand that now Elijah the Tishbite, who was the settlers of Gilead, said to Ahab, there's a reason that the Lord brought him there at that particular time. And I want us to be aware of that in our own lives. Elijah was not a baby. He was born. He had been following the Lord. He was a prophet. But this was the appointed time for him to come to Ahab. God had a plan at this particular time for Elijah to come to Ahab and speak the words that he needed to speak. Now, we don't always understand God's timing. We don't always know what's going on behind the scenes. I certainly never know what's going on in another person's mind. God does. I don't know what's going on in another person's heart. God does. So for him to pick this time, it was very important for Elijah to obey him at this time. He said to Ahab, as the Lord, the God of Israel lives before whom I stand. 
Now we have to stop there because Elijah immediately is telling him who he's representing there. He doesn't want there to be any mistake. Listen, he's saying to Ahab, as the Lord, the God of Israel lives, he's calling the Lord, the God of Israel, even though they're being led into idol worshiping and false gods, they're, they're turning away from the, the true God, the God of Israel. Elijah is letting Ahab know that he is standing before the Lord, the God of Israel, and the Lord God of Israel lives. So it's very important that we remember that Elijah knew who he was in the Lord in that moment, in that appointed time for God to have him speak. He stood firm in who he was in the Lord, and he made it known to Ahab, this is the authority that I'm coming to you with. And we have to do that in our own lives, because Satan prowls around like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. So we have to understand that when we're in those situations, we have the authority of the Lord God Almighty to stand firm and resist Satan. This is what, what Elijah had to do here. I He is saying, I'm coming to you, Ahab, in the name of the Lord God Almighty. And as sure as he lives, he is the one that I am standing before. And then Elijah said very simply to Ahab, there will be neither dew nor rain these years except by my word. Now, he did not get into a discussion with Ahab. He did not try to explain himself to Ahab. He very simply said, surely there shall be neither dew nor rain these years except by my word. And I want us to really stop there for a second and recognize how powerful it is for us to simply say what God has us say and then stop. We do not have to give an explanation. We don't have to continue talking. We can allow the word of God to speak for itself. God knew when he sent Elijah to speak to Ahab, who was worshiping Baal, who was known as the God of rain and plentiful harvest. He knew what an impact that one statement would have on Ahab. And he also knew that with all the armies that Ahab had created for himself, with all the defense that he had um, in his armies and the different things that he had done, there was nothing he could do against a drought. There was no way he could fight against a drought. He couldn't. God knew that that one statement was going to make such a huge impact on Ahab and not just the statement because God does not make statements and then not follow through. He absolutely follow through, follows through with his statements and he did as we'll continue reading and you'll see. But I love that first verse that is so full of things for us to draw from. One, it was where now was the time for Elijah to come forth and say what he said. And it was to whom he said it, Ahab, who was the one who was worshiping Baal. Then to Baal, who was known as the god of rains and plentiful harvest and then to to speak and let it be known what authority he was coming there under i love that he did that and then just the statement that he made and then that was it 
He said what he said. And then in verse two, the word of the Lord came to him saying, so immediately he said what the Lord told him to say. And then the Lord spoke to him again and said, go away from here and turn eastward. Now he told Elijah to go tell Ahab what he needed to tell him. Say the statement that he was supposed to say. Don't stand there and argue with him. Don't try to convince him. Don't don't say anything other than what he was told to say. And then go away from there. I love that God did that. I love that he did that because he took his prophet who obeyed him and turned him away from no doubt all the crazy and chaos that was going to be going on over there. And he took him away from all of that and told him, to go away from here and turn eastward and hide yourself by the brook Cherith, which is east of the Jordan. And I love that he told him to go hide himself by a brook, which is going to be, it reminds me of a place of refreshment, a place of renewal. I love that he did that. And then in verse four, It says, it shall be that you will drink of the brook. Now, not only is he going to have him to hide himself by the brook, but he's also going to allow him to drink from the brook. What's your brook? What is the place that God allows you to go to hide yourself when you've obeyed him in a difficult situation, but you've done what God told you to do and allowed God to speak for himself, but speak through you. What is your brook? Where is the place that you go to hide? Where is the place that the Lord calls you? Do you allow him to call you into a place where you can be renewed and refreshed? So many times we're on go all the time. We're on go. I find myself in that situation so often where I'm just on go all the time. And I can sense in my spirit when the Lord is saying, okay, come away from here. Allow God, allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you and move you to a place of provision and um, renewal and refreshing. Just allow the Holy Spirit to do that. Don't be so caught up in going and doing that we forget that the Lord allows us to come away with him. And that's where we draw our strength. Now let's look at the rest of verse four. And I have commanded the ravens to provide for you there. God provides. Now, I know that it's very well known that ravens were unclean birds. And the mere fact that the Lord told a raven to provide for his prophet is very interesting indeed. But let's look at it a little bit at a different level here. He told a raven. He told a bird to take care of Elijah, a person, the prophet, who was coming away from a king that he had just told was going against everything that that king was worshiping. Listen, that's huge. That is huge. God commanded a bird to take care of Elijah, his person, his man, his prophet. After he had done what God told him to do, he told him to come away Now, come on over here. Let me refresh you. Let me renew you. I'm going to take care of you. And he commanded a bird that would be the furthest thing from anyone's mind to provide for his prophet. But he called and told a raven to bring him food, to provide for him there where God told him to go. Now, don't miss that. 
because that is very important. He's saying, and let's read the whole verse. It shall be that you will drink of the brook and I have commanded the ravens to provide for you there. Now he's telling him, come on, Elijah, you've done what I told you to do. Now come on over here where I'm telling you to go again over here and I'm going to provide for you where I've told you to go. I love that. I love that because Elijah didn't know what was going to happen to him after that, but God did. God told him, come on over here, go to the brook of Cherith, rest over here. I'm going to provide for you. And I have commanded the ravens to provide for you there where I called you. Don't miss that. God's going to provide for us when we go where he tells us to go. Regardless of what it looks like, he will provide for us when we do what he has told us to do. He does not call us into situations and then just leave us there and drop us. He will provide for us. Now let's look at verse 5. So he went and did according to the word of the Lord. Will we go and do according to the word of the Lord? Will we listen to him when he tells us to come away from there? Will we listen to him when he tells us to speak? Will we understand that he has promised to provide for us and that he can provide for us in such a way that we would never in a million years think he would? He can use a person. He can use a situation. He can use something to provide for us where we would have never looked. But God knows he has a plan. He works the plan. He uses us in his plans. I'm so grateful for that. We serve a God who knows. This whole part of this chapter to me is just amazing in my own life. There have been so many times in my life when I know that the Lord has told me to say something or told me to do something and I've done it not really knowing what was going to happen afterwards. And every single time God has looked out for me the way only God can. Now, it may not be the way I would have expected, but God takes care of his people. He may put us in situations. He may allow things to happen in our lives that we would not consider good. But when we're drawn closer to God and when we obey God in those situations and we be the the mouthpiece that God uses to speak his word, he will provide what we need and he will take care of us. Now, let's look at verse six. The ravens brought him bread and meat in the morning and bread and meat in the evening, and he would drink from the brook. So God took care of him. God did exactly what he said he was going to do. He took care of him. He allowed the ravens to bring him bread and meat in the morning. Can you imagine being Elijah and sitting there waiting for a raven to bring you a piece of bread and a piece of meat? I mean, I can't even wrap my head around that. Every time I think about it, I'm like, that is just so cool. Only God can do that. And that's what he does in our lives. How many situations have we been in when you sit back and you look at it and think, only God could do that. There's no way that there are some of the things that have happened in my life could have happened had it not been for God. God allowed in verse six, the ravens to bring him bread and meat, not just bread, bread and meat in the morning 
and bread and meat in the evening two times a day, God allowed him to be fed by something that you would never have even thought would feed this person. God told a raven to go and feed him. And he drank from the brook. The Lord allowed him to be refreshed, to have water, to drink, and to be taken care of when he obeyed what God had told him to do. That is my prayer for us as we close this podcast today, that we remember these verse six verses, the first six verses of 1 Kings chapter 17 and Elijah's life. Now, this is the beginning of us seeing Elijah, but there's so much more to cover in Elijah. There's so much more. So as we look at these first six verses, be mindful of the fact that there's an appointed time for us to speak what God tells us to speak to whomever he tells us to speak it. We're not in control of of the of who God wants us to speak to. We don't know what's going on in another person's life. We don't know how God is working in their lives. But when God tells us to speak, my prayer is that we will be ready to speak and that we will say simply what God tells us to say. The Holy Spirit will will prick our hearts when we need to speak and he will give us the words to say and that we would be willing to do that. And then after we have obeyed God, after we have done what God has told us to do, in that situation, in that appointed time, then that we would listen to what God has for us next, that we would listen to him and hear him be in his presence, be hungry for his word and allow him to minister to us until he tells us what to do next. That is my prayer for you this coming week. I pray that you will be very aware of the Holy Spirit calling you for an appointed time to speak and obey him and then to just allow the Holy Spirit to minister to you and teach you as you continue to obey him. Don't forget to visit the website at www.walkbyfaithwithdiana.com. And thank you so much for downloading the podcast. It's been amazing to see how many people are downloading them and listening to them. My prayer is to get God's word out there. Don't forget to leave reviews and to rate um, the podcast. I'm just so grateful. And then if you have any prayer requests or anything that you want me to be praying for you about, then please send me an email at walkbyfaithwithdiana at gmail.com. And then don't forget, you can access all of this on the Facebook page. I so enjoy getting on there and doing the little videos that um, I'm sure I'll be doing more of in the weeks to come. And thank you so much for listening. Know that I will be praying for you as you walk by faith and not by sight.